There's a growing consensus around the NFL that the Chicago Bears will take Caleb Williams with the number one overall pick. So now the question is not if the Chicago Bears will trade Justin Fields, but when. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow Locked On Bears on all of your favorite social media platforms at Locked On Bears, including the Locked On Bears YouTube channel, where you can keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. On the show today, we look at the potential timeline for a Justin Fields trade and why it would make sense that the trade could happen sooner, maybe even before free agency with the details getting hammered out at the NFL scouting combine coming up, or why it might make sense for this trade to happen later, after free agency, closer to the draft, or even on draft day. We'll look at the different scenarios that might put either of those possibilities in place for Ryan Poles, and then we'll check back in on what compensation might look like depending on which team is still in the quarterback market and what kind of assets they might have still to give up for someone like Justin Fields if they don't fill their quarterback position with some other potential move. What really sparked this for me was Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated was asked about the potential of a Justin Fields trade. And he said that he believes that the Bears would prefer to get the process of finding a trade partner off the ground between now and the beginning of March, with the idea being that if the Bears drag their feet on this too much, that they could miss the market at the quarterback position. And so Breer says if he were a betting man, he would bet that Fields could be moved around the time of the NFL scouting combine. And certainly, I believe Albert Breer has good information and, and good intel and plenty of reasons to believe that. But he's not saying definitively the Bears will trade Justin Fields at the NFL scouting combine or around the scouting combine, but certainly that's a place where deals tend to get done. But I think you could make a pretty good argument as to why that's the timing that would be best for the Bears. And you could also make an argument as to why waiting a little bit longer than that could be the right timing for the Chicago Bears. And it's all about what part of this quarterback offseason market you want to get in on. And with this quarterback carousel, that has a lot of moving parts between guys that are currently set to hit free agency, guys who might end up getting extended or re-signed with teams before hitting free agency, guys who are currently under contract that could be released as salary cap casualties, and even other players not named Justin Fields who could be available on a potential trade market. You know, you look around, there's a lot of different quarterbacks that are available, And there's a lot of different teams that could need quarterbacks. And so if you want to get out in front of it, if you're Ryan Poles and say, okay, before teams start settling up with those free agents, before teams start really 
trying to make their pre-draft trades to move up for one of these quarterbacks. Let's secure that deal now. Let's go to these teams and say, hey, if you want to make sure you've got your quarterback answered right now, before you try and compete with everybody else on the open market or in the draft, why not come get your guy in Justin Fields and then not have to get into a contract bidding war for Kirk Cousins or if a Baker Mayfield becomes a free agent or, or you know, if Russell Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo hit the market, et cetera. Don't wait until free agency. Don't wait to have to compete with those guys. Come give us the best offer for Justin Fields right now and make sure that you can then have your guy. Because, you know, there's obviously teams picking at the top of the draft, the commanders and the Patriots, that can sit there today and feel like, okay, they're going to have a shot at one of the top three quarterbacks at two and three. But if you're one of those teams picking farther down in the draft order, like Atlanta with the eighth overall pick, the Denver Broncos with the 12th overall pick, the Las Vegas Raiders with the 13th overall pick, or maybe even like the Pittsburgh Steelers at number 20 overall, where you're not going to have a shot at a top quarterback without giving up a haul to get high into this draft to take one of those potential quarterbacks. You can sit there and say, hey, why would you give up all that stuff to move up for Bo Nix or Michael Penix or even Jaden Daniels when you could just give the Bears a less significant draft compensation, and we'll get into what that might look like later on in the podcast today, to get someone that they might still like quite a bit in Justin Fields. And then also at the same time, getting Justin Fields is going to be a lot cheaper than some of the higher-priced potential free agent quarterbacks like a Kirk Cousins. Maybe the Jimmy Garoppolo's of the world aren't going to be as expensive, but would you rather have Justin Fields or settle for the Jimmy Garoppolo's of the world? I mean, it kind of depends on how you feel about Russell Wilson, how you feel about Ryan Tannehill, some of these other potential free agent quarterbacks. Gardner Minshew is in that conversation as well. But like Justin Fields looks like one of the more attractive quarterback assets among the non-rookies. It's obviously a personal flavor, depending on how each of these teams and offensive staffs feel about Justin Fields, what their evaluation was of him coming out of the draft versus how they might evaluate some of the other options. And also it's going to depend on who actually becomes available because if I'm a team like the Denver Broncos, for example, and as we get closer to free agency, say Baker Mayfield signs a contract extension with the Buccaneers and say Kirk Cousins signs a new contract with the Minnesota Vikings, all of a sudden I look around and see, man, I really don't like my quarterback options on the open market. Ryan Tannehill, Garner Minshew, Russell Wilson, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, probably. I mean, you could trade for some of the other quarterbacks like maybe Mac Jones from the Patriots or Sam Howell from the Commanders if those teams are going to draft QBs. But would I rather have Justin Fields or Ryan Tannehill? Would I rather have Justin Fields or Mac Jones? Like all of a sudden, Fields can become, even before free agency, one of the more intriguing quarterback options for one of these teams to say, oh man, I got to go get Fields now. Make sure I've got my guy so I can go into free agency feeling like my quarterback plan is in place and I can build everything else around that with quarterback secured as opposed to going through free agency and into draft day with still a big need at quarterback and not positive I'm going to be able to get one in the draft or get one in free agency or get the one I want that I feel like can take my team forward. So that's why you could see teams say, no, let me get a Fields deal done now, get that high amount out at the combine before free agency starts and get my guy. I could also see teams looking at that list of free agent quarterbacks, looking at the number of quarterbacks at the top of this draft and saying, you know what? I don't need to panic just yet. I don't need to go all in on making sure I get Justin Fields. Let me see how this market plays out for now. And then I know Fields is going to still be out there in my back pocket if all my other options fall through. But I feel like I've got some leverage here with the amount of quarterback market there is. So we'll kind of look at 
why maybe waiting could also be advantageous for the Chicago Bears that could leave one of these teams that didn't land a quarterback more desperate to actually go get fields from them next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs because they have all the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is not just another job board. It has a vast network of more than a billion professionals that makes it the best place to hire. I'm on LinkedIn. I bet you're on LinkedIn. And if you're not, many of your friends, family members, and coworkers are on LinkedIn. So you know you're having access to the best pool of qualified candidates. But LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing a lot of hats and you might not have a ton of time and resources to focus on hiring. So they make the process that much easier. It's why 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Lockdown Bears is also brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and of course, placing some super bets. I like to go all out with my Super Bowl party, get the wings going, the pizza, the nachos, the chips, the dips, the big time spreads, the stuff you wouldn't do just for any old regular season game. And I feel the same way about my Super Bowl bets, not just the spread, which I'm taking the the Kansas City Chiefs as underdogs in this game, but also the, all the fun prop Super Bowl bets and so many different ways you could play with FanDuel. So you can end this season with a W or two or three. New customers can join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You can see where the Bears could not wait and get this Justin Fields trade rolling here sooner rather than later. Get a deal and go into free agency knowing what kind of asset you're going to get for Fields in terms of draft picks and stuff. So you can kind of build your offseason plan around what you're expecting to have on draft day. I can also see where the Bears look at this and say, could we maximize Justin Fields' trade value by waiting for some of the quarterback dominoes to fall, let that market settle down, and see which team or teams is left without a quarterback and then is a little bit more desperate to maybe give us a little bit more for Justin Fields than they would have otherwise? Because when you start to line up, okay, quarterbacks that are available and teams that need quarterbacks, it does feel like someone is going to be left disappointed. Now, it doesn't mean they can't find anybody, but it becomes like a question of can they find anybody as good or better than Justin Fields? And I think that answer ultimately ends up being no for at least one or two teams in this mix. And if you look at the quarterbacks that are available, we talked about a few of them. Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Ryan Tannehill, throw Gardner Minshew in there, and then Russell Wilson's likely to be cut. Jimmy Garoppolo is likely to be cut. There's six guys that teams could view as potential starting caliber players or guys that can compete to start on their roster. You just maybe add Jacoby Brissett even and make it seven, but Brissett hasn't really gotten true starting opportunities. He was clearly the backup in Washington and put out there during the injuries and played well. But like, let's say for, for a round number here, let's make it six. 
you could even you could even go seven if you want to, but let's go six for a moment here with quarterbacks likely available in free agency. Then you've got number of teams that need a quarterback. Well, you've got, we take the Bears out of it for a second and we go Commanders and Patriots who are likely to take quarterbacks in the draft. So maybe we can even count them out and say quarterback or teams that aren't going to have an easy access to a quarterback in this draft. The Falcons, the Vikings, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Buccaneers, and the Steelers. Falcons, Vikings, Broncos, Raiders, Steelers, Buccaneers is six teams there. Then plus you've got teams like the Giants that may want to bring in a quarterback to compete with Daniel Jones, plus teams like the Jets that may want a long-term quarterback option beyond the next year of Aaron Rodgers. And you start to see where things can dwindle here quickly. So say Baker Mayfield stays with the Buccaneers, which is something that I think a lot of us are kind of expecting at this point, given how well he played for them. So you could take one quarterback and one quarterback need off of the board there. Someone is definitely going to sign Kirk Cousins. Let's go hypothetically here, just for simplicity. Let's say the Vikings run it back with Kirk Cousins again. I don't know that that's going to happen, but the Vikings are also not a Justin Fields trade destination. I don't think the Bears are going to trade Justin Fields within the division to the Vikings. So let's take them off the board for a second. Then you're left with Ryan Tannehill, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Gardner Minshew. And you've got teams like the Falcons, the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Steelers, all in potential need of those types of quarterbacks. Again, maybe the Giants, maybe the Jets. So then, if say, okay, Russell Wilson goes to, I, I don't know, the, the Raiders, because they're kind of a veteran team. And let's say the Falcons and end up going, I don't know, would they go for somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo? Or are they, I mean, it doesn't really seem like a fit there. Let's say Ryan Tannehill goes to the Steelers and reunites with, with uh, Arthur Smith in that offense. Like, all of a sudden, you can't help but look around and say, like, okay, does a team like the Falcons, would they rather have Justin Fields or or a Jimmy Garoppolo type? Would the Denver Broncos rather have Justin Fields or a Gardner Minshew type? Like, maybe they look at it and say, okay, we'd rather sign Gardner Minshew or Jimmy Garoppolo to a cheap deal in free agency and not give up a draft pick to go get Justin Fields and then try our luck in the NFL draft. But it's hard-pressed to sell myself on that when I if, I if I can see Justin Fields as a young, ascending quarterback that could be a steal if I feel like my offense can unlock him and do better with him in my team than the Bears did with him and Luke Getze. Because you kind of extend this forward onto draft day. Okay, if I'm the Falcons or I'm the Steelers or I'm any of these teams, and you say, okay, I didn't get Kirk Cousins, I didn't get the free agent quarterback— but I still feel like in this draft, I can get my guy. I can get Bo Nix and be happy. I can get Michael Penix. I can get J.J. McCarthy and be happy. You know, what if what if draft day comes along and the Giants draft Bo Nix at six? It's like, oh, crap. I didn't get my quarterback. Or let's say the Falcons draft Michael Penix at eight and I'm the Broncos at 12 or the Raiders at 13. Or say the Jets draft a quarterback, the Vikings draft a quarterback. Say an extra quarterback goes in the top 12 before the Broncos or Raiders pick at 12 and 13. Or even the Steelers at 20 and you say, crap. I didn't get my rookie quarterback and I don't like any of these bums, you know, in the second round. I mean, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful. Michael Pratt seems like an exciting quarterback and there's a lot to like about JJ McCarthy, but say they don't like those quarterbacks. All of a sudden, if they miss out on the rookie after having also missed out on the free agent that they might've wanted, all of a sudden you might have to come calling back to Ryan Poles and say, Hey, uh, you still got that Justin Fields guy. We still got that second round pick that you seemed interested in before, how about we make a deal then? And that's where desperation 
raises the price of Justin Fields on a potential trade market. Like it's a it's a tricky battle between supply and demand because ideally you could get Justin Fields out now while the demand is highest, while they're the most QB needy teams, but supply is also the highest of quarterbacks. Or you could wait until after free agency and even on draft day when the supply will have come way down, but as a result, the demand will have come down in terms of the total number of teams. But if there are any teams left that didn't get the quarterback they wanted in free agency and maybe won't have access to the quarterback they want in the draft, they could have enough individual demand and enough desperation to up that offer a little bit more and give the Bears a higher return at that time for Justin Fields than they could get for Justin Fields now or you know in the next few weeks ahead of free agency starting. There's no way to actually know which one of those is going to be better for the Chicago Bears. And I imagine if I'm Ryan Poles, I have a price in my head. And I say, okay, if any team is willing to give me a second round pick plus a third round pick or whatever that threshold is, then I will take that deal, whether it's March 1st or April 20th. You know, it, it, I don't need to get, I don't need to squeeze this for as much as I possibly can. I just need to hit a certain price that I feel comfortable with. And then from, from there, I don't need to keep holding it out anymore. And if a team can reach that, that threshold early, then it'll make the deal. And if no team makes that threshold early enough, then maybe he'll be patient and see if he can get more later on down the line. We'll take a look at what these different teams might have to offer the Bears and what the expectation should be for a Justin Fields trade potentially next on Locked On Bears. This episode of Locked On Bears is brought to you by our friends at DoorDash, the best way to get all of your favorites delivered right to your door. Whether you want to skip out on the rush at the grocery store and want to have your groceries delivered right to your home without having to leave the comfort of your couch, or you want to get a meal from one of your favorite local restaurants, DoorDash is here to help you support the businesses in your community. Again, DoorDash can have it all ready for you, whether it's the big game or whether it's any old day of the week. I love having my food delivered right to me with DoorDash. Right now, you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. You just need to download the DoorDash app and enter in our promo code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Just don't forget that promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. The Lockdown Bears podcast is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts available, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive and at its best at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. So whether it happens soon, by the end of February or in early March, or whether it happens all the way up leading up to the draft or maybe even draft day, the first round or between the first and second rounds of the draft, what is Justin Fields going to be worth on the trade market? Because different teams are going to have different evaluations of what Fields did well and didn't do well in Chicago. 
whose fault it was that he wasn't better, how much blame to assign Luke Getze versus Justin Fields himself versus the surrounding supporting cast of Fields. And then on top of that, like what that's still worth with one more year of his rookie deal plus a fifth year option beyond that. And then the potential need to pay Justin Fields a lot of money if he does well, or certainly if he doesn't do well at all, then you wouldn't necessarily want to trade for him and sign to an extension beyond that. And so I don't think you're going to see a total universal price for Justin Fields. Some teams are going to be willing to give up, would, would easily perhaps part ways with a second round pick and more for Fields. And some teams might look at him and say, you know, third rounder, fourth rounder is all we'd be willing to give up. And Ryan Poles is obviously going to get as much as he can for Fields and politely decline the teams that aren't willing to give up more for Fields. But the more you talk to people around the NFL, the starting price for Fields is a second round pick. And you're hoping to get more than that, right? It's second round pick plus. And depending on where that second round pick is in the second round, depending on what other picks teams have, and depending on how desperate they might get for Justin Fields, that's where the price starts to fluctuate. And also, not all like you, you can start to you can start to find draft pick packages that aren't they don't have the exact same picks in the same rounds, but they start to equate to a different value. So, for example, the Denver Broncos do not have a second round pick this year. They traded it for Sean Payton. They have the 76th overall pick, which is in the third round, and they have a fourth round pick as well. So, you know, could they do a third rounder this year plus a future second round pick next year? or a future third round pick next year. And, you know, like, could they start to come up with a package, the Broncos, that doesn't include a second round pick this year because they just literally don't have one, but could end up being of equal or greater value to the Chicago Bears in terms of the collection of picks that they add up to ultimately get Justin Fields. That's where you start to get in this conversation. Or when it's teams that have earlier second round picks versus later second round picks, one might have to add slightly less to that second round pick compared to the other team that might not have to, or might have to add more to that second round pick to be a quote unquote, you know, better offer a better value here. So we talk about the primary teams to trade for fields, the Falcons, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Steelers. And and I think we got to throw the New England Patriots in here maybe as a long shot, but because they're picking three and we do quickly assume that they're probably just going to take the third best quarterback there, but they could look at this QB class and say, eh, we're not going to just take the third best quarterback because we pick three. They could take Marvin Harrison at three and trade for Justin Fields or even trade down from three, still get a good player and trade for Justin Fields and not feel like they have to take a quarterback with a third overall pick. So they're they're in the conversation here. But the Patriots then have the third pick in the second round. They would have the highest of the second round picks to potentially be able to offer, offer the Bears where it's like, okay, would you rather have the Patriots pick at 34 or the Steelers pick at 51 plus a fourth round pick. You know, the Steelers have two fourth round picks this year back to back. They could more easily part ways with one of those and you could get a two or a four, two and a four for Fields versus just a two from the Patriots. But that pick in the second round is what my quick math says, 17 picks earlier to go from 34 to 71. That's a half a round earlier for that second round pick to pick right at the top of the second versus picking towards the bottom half of the second. Like it becomes a little bit trickier of math there. Ideally, right, I think Bears fans say, okay, I think I think we're all in pretty much agreement that the Bears aren't going to be able to get a first-round pick for Justin Fields. Mel Kuyper threw it out there, didn't really have a lot of legs to it, it seems like, 
it doesn't appear that many teams are going to be willing to give up a first round pick for Justin Fields. So we're all kind of, I think, at a starting second round pick point. But ideally, you might say, oh, can we get two second round picks? Can you get a second this year plus a second next year? That seems to me like perhaps the high point in terms of value you could get for Fields. I mean, maybe a second and a third. But I don't know that you're going to see any team give up this year's second and this year's third. Completely give up their entire day two of this draft to go get Justin Fields. It's possible if they're desperate enough, but it feels a little bit surprise, be a little bit of a surprise to me. And the, part of the problem is that none of the teams that we're talking about here have, you know, a bunch of extra picks in the second and third round. The Falcons are the closest because the Falcons have their second and their third. And then they're also owed still a conditional pick from the Jaguars, depending on what happens with Calvin Ridley. If the Jaguars sign Calvin Ridley to an extension, then the Falcons get a second round pick from them. And if they don't sign Calvin Ridley to an extension, then the, the, the Falcons get a third round pick from the Jaguars. So the Falcons will either have two seconds or two thirds, but we don't yet know whether they will have two seconds or two thirds, but they will have an extra pick on day two of the draft that again could make it easier for them to potentially trade for Justin Fields. The conditional pick concept feels most likely. If I had to be a, a betting man on what Fields ultimately gets, it's that it'll be a second round pick plus a conditional pick that will depend on how good Justin Fields is for that next team. I don't know exactly what the conditions will be, whether that will be a number of games started. You know, it's Fields for a second round pick plus a conditional pick where if Fields starts 17 games or 16 games or 15 games or whatever, then it's a third round pick. But if Fields starts less than 10 games, then it's a fourth round pick. Or, you know, if Fields throws for over... 3,000 yards, then it's a third round pick. And if Fields throws for less than 3,000 yards, then it's a fourth round pick. Something along those lines. A certain a certain benchmark of starts, a certain benchmark of touchdowns or yards or some kind of stat, maybe even wins. Or it could be a, a long-term thing too of like, if, if we accept his fifth-year option, then we'll give you a better draft pick. Or if we decline his fifth-year option, then we won't give you a better draft pick. Like there's a lot of different conditions you can add onto those picks. And you can even do it at sort of multiple tiers where it's like, we won't know exactly what that return is for Justin Fields. The problem is then any of those conditions on a pick would have to be for the 2025 draft, right? You couldn't trade a pick. You couldn't put a condition on a pick in this year's draft because you won't be able to meet those conditions until this season after this draft happens. So that's where that's where it becomes tricky, but that's still what it feels like the most likely thing is to me. Like the Bears get a second round pick, maybe a third round pick, but then with with conditions on additional picks beyond that. I could easily see though, you know, a two and a four from Atlanta or a two and a four from Pittsburgh or something like that could just be enough to just straight up get the deal done. Let's not mess with conditions. Let's just make this straight up so we know exactly what picks we have and don't have. And then you're not put on any pressure on like, okay, we got to start fields a certain number of games to try and have a better draft pick or try, or maybe don't start fields to get a worse draft pick. You know, like all of a sudden there becomes some extra decisions around that and making it just straight up is that much easier. But I don't think at this point the Bears are likely to get you know, two seconds like Bears fans want. I think your best your best hope is a two and a future three, but it feels like a two and a four is kind of the number that a lot of people end up settling on here. I mean, could it be a, a late two and a late three from Pittsburgh? Maybe, but even that feels maybe a little bit more than Pittsburgh want because all these teams that would be trading for fields still want those draft picks to build around fields and build around whatever their quarterback situation is going to be. So they're not going to give up a huge haul to go get fields when 
you know, they could give up a big haul and go get a rookie if they really wanted to give up a big haul. This is about them trying to get good value on fields, and the Bears still trying to get some value back out of fields. This the other team also knows that, hey, the Bears don't want to keep Justin. You know, if they're drafting Caleb Williams, then they're just trying to get whatever they can for fields. The Bears only have so much leverage in those negotiations, and like we talked about earlier, it comes down to how many QB needy teams are left. If it gets to be draft day and there's one team, if there's the Pittsburgh Steelers or the one team sitting there, Bears have a little less leverage. But if the Raiders and the Broncos and the Steelers are all sitting there needing quarterbacks, all of a sudden that price tag starts to go up. So hopefully our expectations are set appropriately around that like second rounder plus other kind of range. But that's another draft pick for the Bears to use to build around presumably Caleb Williams and and move this team forward, unfortunately, without Justin Fields. That seems to be the direction this team is headed in. I know a lot of people don't want the Bears to trade. Justin Fields don't want this to be the case, but we're trying to be bound in, in reality here. And that's where the growing word is from around the NFL, within the NFL and outside the NFL. And that's the direction we're moving here on the Locked On Bears podcast. Love to hear what you think will happen with Justin Fields when you think the Bears will trade him and what you think they can get for Justin Fields. Leave us a comment here in the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel. You can tweet us at Lockdown Bears or post in the Lockdown Bears Facebook group. However you do it, make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Hopefully we won't be nasally like this for too many more days. Just think the post-Senior Bowl trip cold coming down with it. I'm doing fine. I'm not worried or anything. It's not even COVID or anything, but just doesn't sound as good in the podcast. I was trying to get as clear as I could before I did it. And it's still, still not the the prettiest sounding. So especially if this is your first time listening to Lockdown Bears, I am not normally this nasally and high pitched. This is just a regular, regular old cold and should be back to normal here. If not by the end of the week, then early next week, the podcast should be sounding normal, but I'm doing my best to rest up and stay healthy and all that stuff. And hopefully you're doing the same this time of year. And maybe it can all help us feel a little bit better if you take a moment and every single day at the end of your Lockdown Bears podcast listening, you got to find time to bear down.